It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The first look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, welcome in. Quite the environment here at Circa. Well, because, of course, we got a watch party behind us for this Chiefs-Raiders game, although not really going well for the hometown team out here in Las Vegas. 34-14, 10-17 left to go in the fourth quarter. Chiefs got a second down here, so we'll keep you up to date, but not much to keep you up to date on in Sunday night. But it was another wild weekend, Matt Humans. How about this tweet from Adam Schefter for the second consecutive week? Four teams, Carolina, Miami, Minnesota, Washington, entered week four with a 500 or below win percentage and defeated a team that began the week in first place or tied for first. There have been eight of these wins the past two weeks, most in weeks nine through 10 since 1970. Yeah, it's uh, chaos every week. It makes it very difficult for people to handicap. And uh, what I'm writing about this week, there are no elite teams. There's no great teams in the NFL. I ask a... uh, a handicapper last week, a guy who specializes in the NFL. I said, uh, who's the best team in the NFL? Is there one great team you can count on from week to week? Last week, he says, the Buccaneers. <laughs> well, the Buccaneers have now lost to Trevor Simeon and uh, Taylor, Taylor Heineke back-to-back. Yeah. Back. And uh, sandwiched in there was a bye week. So it's been a long time since we've seen the Buccaneers win a game. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers hit the field today in Green Bay. What, what, what was the result? The lowest scoring first half in the NFL this season. That's right. Three nothing. Uh, there's not a lot that makes sense in the NFL. You can't really apply logic to the way you handicap a lot of times, and that's why I think being a contrarian better is going to pay off uh, more often than not. 
Well, today, uh, in terms of what we saw, favorites in the morning slate, 5-1-1 one, one straight up. We had a tie. 3-4 and four against the spread. Uh, and then, of course, in the afternoon games, uh, the three or the, me, the uh, contest that we saw, the underdogs, again, get a little bit of an edge there. But uh, overall, we saw some favorites win, but a wild game, a day nonetheless. So let's start with the opening lines for this coming week. Now, you said there's no elite teams. There's some good teams. And one of those good teams resides in the Northeast. The New England Patriots have been absolutely uh-huh. on fire. And they are going to be, of course, the one of the participants. On Thursday night, they get every piece of the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. Did not go well for the Atlanta Falcons. But the New England Patriots, man, have they been winning. Four consecutive wins now for the New England Patriots. Covers as mm-hmm. well. They go on the road to take on Atlanta. Look ahead here was New England minus four with a total of 46. But now we're looking at, uh, let's see, I got on my screen... Eh, some sixes out there with a total of 47. Including right here where we yep. sit at Circus Sportsbook, the number is six. I saw three and a half on uh, some look-ahead numbers and now bumped up to six after the Patriots blow out the Browns. Today. That was an impressive beatdown by the Patriots of the Browns. Uh, you and I were kind of scratching our heads this week. Why are the Patriots only one-point favorites? And it goes up to one and a half. They never really got above two and a half. I don't know why there was Browns support out there. I guess because the Browns blew out the Bengals the previous week. Mm-hmm. But if you've been watching the Patriots, and you and I, we talked about this, we're the most pro-Patriots show on this network. There's we have other. been since August. Uh, the Patriots have won and covered four in a row, and they're really rolling at this point. I was discouraged when they did not take advantage of their uh, weak early schedule. They have five home games in the first seven weeks. But now the Patriots are finding their groove. And uh, what you – Know about the NFL, JVT. It's not how you play really in September and October. It's how you play in November and December and into January. And I think the uh, the Patriots are uh, playing their best football here. They're starting to play their best football, hopefully, at the right time. Now, that doesn't mean I would lay six at Atlanta on Thursday night because now, uh, now I think the numbers have kind of caught up to the Patriots a little bit. And the Falcons off the blowout loss at Dallas has caused uh, some inflation in this number. As well, I was prepared to bet the the Patriots if I could lay three. Yep, I'm not going to lay five and a half or six. You know, you and I talk about this all the time. I'm always looking for the market to make some sort of an adjustment. Well, we finally have seen yeah. this adjustment on uh, the New England Patriots, at least from a betting perspective. Just look at it from a similar line. They were on the road against Houston right about a month ago, and we're talking about them being an eight point favorite in Houston that week, yeah. the lowly Texans. And that's when we didn't we we knew that Tyrod Taylor wasn't going to play. Now I would assume. Would you agree with this? Is probably going to get to like seven by the time we get to kickoff on Thursday night. They'll probably be laying a full touchdown by the time they get to Thursday against Well, it could be. Yep. And if, if you think that, uh, lay the five and a half right now. Yep. I'm not sure if it's going to get to seven, but I think there's going to be uh, – the books are going to probably be a little bit lopsided on the, the road favorite Patriots here. Well, yeah. we get a good game right at the top because we get one of the better uh, teams in the AFC. I say better. They're in control of a, of a playoff seat at least at this point right now. But it's absolute chaos. So I'm going to go a little bit further down the rotation because we also get a pretty big game in the AFC, which seems wide open. All of these, these, both these conferences seem wide open. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo Bills playing host to the Indianapolis Colts, a rematch of a postseason game, couple or excuse me, uh, last season. Six and a half right now with a total of 49 and a half, right in line with the uh, look ahead. Buffalo seven with a total of 50. Seven to, a very high scoring quarter, first quarter for the New England, excuse me, for the Indianapolis Colts, seventeen to six against Jacksonville. Only six points the rest of the way, and really have to hold on against uh, the uh, Jaguars. Well, I, I think the Colts were kind of asleep at the wheel today. And you okay. and I talked about this uh, this week. I was, 
I was not surprised that the uh, the Colts didn't come out fully focused and uh, blow out the Jags. I thought they were going to kind of sleepwalk through this game, and that was the danger in laying the big number. Yep. And now that they go on the road and uh, face the Bills, uh, I think uh, at seven, I would look at the Colts. Right now, Cirque is sitting at seven. Uh, most other books at six and a half. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have uh, not been playing great football necessarily. I think their reputation's a little bit – uh, blown up because, oh, I, or I would say overblown a little bit because uh, overhyped. There just aren't, when you look for great teams in the NFL, they're hard to find. And then you kind of settle on, well, the Bills are playing pretty well. They the, right. might be the best team in the AFC. Uh, the Colts have that sort of potential. But then again, uh, I would have to get seven here to back the Colts. And hopefully Carson Wentz is that quarterback uh, for the Colts next week because wasn't he awaiting the birth of his daughter? Or uh, something, there was a chance that uh, he was not going to play? I think there was a small chance. I, I'll, I'll double check because you're right, there was a small chance. But I feel like there was some positivity that he would be available for uh, next week, Carson Wentz. They he got did, he did mean, not play necessarily. He didn't play uh, very well today against the Jaguars. Might have been a little bit distracted. But I felt like the entire Colts team was just not very uh, focused today. Well, we've kind of seen this from them, right? Like we're talking about them uh, – What's it called? Against the New York Jets falling asleep. Right? We've seen a couple of these instances where once they have a lead, they kind of fall apart. Frank Reich was getting criticism for the play calling today, too. Jonathan Taylor, really big first quarter, does nothing after that. 11 for right. 23, the yeah. last three quarters. So you could talk about that going forward. But uh, uh, regardless, we'll see. And by the way, to your point, Madison Wentz, the wife of Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz, expected to give birth sometime within the next few days. That was today. So I would assume that he is going to be around. You can relate someday. to that, right? I your, wife's, your wife's about to uh, pop. Yes, but I'm also not a millionaire with what I'm sure is uh, a lot of help back at home. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it doesn't look like Carson Wentz is going to miss this no. game, but I, I I think you need to be certain of that if you're going to play it. Uh, well, what here's if, the good news. Okay, he Th- says, This is science. He says he's going to play no matter what? Well, if Madison Wentz does not go into labor today, which is Sunday, they will induce labor tomorrow. So guess okay. what? Okay. Science the baby's there coming. You go. All right, so go. we're not missing time for some mamby pamby birth. Okay, we're gonna get back out there play some football. You gotta but, actually have your priorities right in life. Football is more important than the birth of a baby. That's right. Yeah. By the way, I'm gonna probably take a week off around the time my child comes. I knew that. Just, I just anticipated you know. that. All right. All right. <laughs> With that, let's go. Uh, another big game. This is gonna be pretty interesting. So the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I had the Saints on a contest card today. Mm-hmm. Uh, was cheering very much for them to get in the back door, and then immediately cheering against them on that two point conversion at the end of that game against Tennessee Titans. Well, it works out perfectly. So the New Orleans Saints get inside that number today against the Tennessee Titans. Titans go on to win their eighth game, but now they hit the road to take on the Eagles. Eagles, who had a really big first half against Denver, mm-hmm. then got a Darius Slate touchdown uh, fumble return at the end of that game against the Broncos to pull away. The look ahead here was Philly pick, Eagles at home, with a total of 43.5 humans. Now you're looking at this uh, in the range of minus one in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles, a total of 43.5, and, and I would agree with that. I, I think watching both of these teams at this point right now, Philadelphia – given that home uh, home field is not really worth that much, yeah. is the slightly better team, I think, than New Orleans, given what we've seen from them under Trevor Simeon. Uh, I would think so, too. Uh, but I kind of anticipate the Saints are going to draw sharp money in this matchup again this week. And uh, they drew sharp, sharp money against the Titans today. And got there. Yep. It was a sweat. It was oh, a serious boy, sweat. A 23-21 loss, but uh, the Saints got the cash. Uh, it's You just don't know what to expect from some of these teams week to week. The Broncos go into Dallas and embarrass the Cowboys. They're up 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Broncos come home today, face the Eagles, get blown out. That was a closer game than the score indicates, but 
essentially the Eagles controlled the game most of the way. Uh, so I think I think the Saints are going to be the team that's going to be really desperate uh, for a win here. And can they run the ball on this Eagles defense with Alvin Kamara back? I think the Saints are going to draw a little bit more betting support. So I, I kind of see it as a pick em game. Yeah, and, and, look, and the Saints, to be fair today, shooting themselves in the foot for right, right after halftime, fumble on the kickoff, you yeah. get the ball back, and Tennessee Titans take advantage. And at times in the second half, the offense did look like it had a little bit more. But give uh, Nick Sirianni credit. I think the offense has started to find its flow a little bit I today. thought they were good today. 214 yards good on the next ground. Week. No, that's right? a very good point, right? <laughs> yeah. Teddy Bridgewater looked great last week. Yeah. Vic Fangio looked like he knew what he was doing last week. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're kicking multiple right. field goals inside of the five-yard line because uh, that's exactly what Vic Fangio does. And last but not least, uh, before we move on, Vic, uh, Vinny Mayula is going to be with us on the other side. Just to update, because this is the hottest team in the National Football League, Tennessee Titans, look ahead, was a 10-point favorite with a total of 46.5 at home against the Houston Texans. Still sitting at that 10 with a total of 45. There's 10.5s out there as well. That would be at the spot where we're sitting at right now. Titans are going to be a little overvalued against the bad Texans team. I think this is kind of the realm where I may be looking to, reg- not regularly, but I'll be looking more often to play against Tennessee than betting on them at this point right now. I think you and a lot of other people, if you ask right now who's the elite team in the NFL, oh, some people might answer the Titans. And I don't buy but it. But nobody's really fully buying into the Titans, <laughs> right? especially without Derrick Henry. Yep. So uh, that would be the issue there. We'll talk to Vinny Maiulo next and uh, see what he thinks and get the read on the Sunday night football betting. I, from what a couple bookmakers I talked to, JVT, there was a late run on the Chiefs. Huh? So the bookmakers needed the home dog tonight. I don't think this is going to be a, a good result for the books. The betting public still believed in the Chiefs and uh, going to get paid off because of it. Yeah, not much barking from the dog tonight in Sin City. So we'll find out what's exactly Vinny Mayulo needed in this night cap and uh, what they needed overall on this Sunday. The opening line for NBC. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSN Midseason Football Special is here for only $99. You get everything VSN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs, daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on vsin.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. Actually, it's here, it's out. The college, fo- college basketball season tipped off. This past week, great deal, $99. That's it for the rest of the football season. Sign up now, vcin.com slash subscribe. Let's bring in Vinny Maiulo, vcin odds maker, gone gaming sportsbook director. You can find him out at South Point about seven days a week. Vinny, <laughs> what did you guys need tonight on uh, Chiefs Raiders? I don't think there was a, an avalanche of uh, betting support for the home dog here tonight, was there? No, not uh, not until it went to three, Matt. And uh, good to be with you and JBT. Uh, when uh, we did go to three this afternoon, uh, then it was a take. In fact, there was uh, one uh, one better. Uh, Jimmy Vaccaro uh, tweeted out a, a ticket on the on the uh, on the Raiders plus three. But you know, some pretty respected opinions tonight on the Chiefs. And uh, you know what? It was uh, it was a back and forth morning, but the afternoon games, uh, three out of the four decisions kind of went the public's way. And I think you're going to see uh, – you might get a mixed bag today in terms of results. I mean, it wasn't uh, particularly uh, the day uh, the day of the books. I'd say that uh, it was kind of a – you know, you may see a mixed bag. I think uh, tonight we needed uh, – we did definitely needed the uh, the home team tonight. Uh, they're not uh, – obviously didn't get there. Vinny, before we get to next week, we had some weird games, right, that were hovering around um, some quarterbacks and whether or not they were going to play. We get the late news that Ben Roethlisberger wasn't going to be available for the Steelers. Uh, we get, of course, today the game-time decision that Kyler Murray would not be available for Arizona. Uh, how did those results handle, pan out? Because those are two pretty big favorites throughout the week. 
Yep, uh, we we definitely needed uh, we needed the Steelers today, which is kind of ironic, right? You, you typically you go into the into the uh, week uh, into the day JVT needing uh, the whoever the Steelers are playing, and the same thing uh, this year has been the case with the Cardinals as well. We we uh, we wound up needing both uh, the Cardinals and the Steelers today, and uh, the results uh, didn't get there. The betters uh, got the best of it there. You know what? Tip your cap. Let them uh, let them come back, and uh, they and they certainly will start uh, tomorrow night with the Rams 49ers. What do you make of the Arizona Cardinals, Vinny? What happened to that team today? We obviously there are flat spots, and teams have no show performances. The Cowboys just had one a week ago, but uh, are the Cardinals yeah. without Kyler Murray are kind of uh, losing their uh, swagger a little bit here? Well, you know what, Matt? It's a it's a good point. I mean, there certainly there's a whole he he brings a whole different dynamic to this team, and you're starting to realize that you know every every team has a player, and it's usually the quarterback that means the most uh, to them and their power rating, right, and their number in the game. And Murray is certainly that. I mean, Rodgers is still the number one player in that category for uh, Aaron Rodgers for the Packers, but. Uh, you're starting to see that, right? And uh, you know, with the other injuries they had today, I'm not going to say they looked ahead, but you got to give credit uh, to Carolina today in the way they came out. They just jumped on this team, but to, you know, clearly uh, the Cardinals don't have the depth that uh, that they would need to make a run. And until and you, you really got to, you know, when you're looking ahead to next week when they're playing Seattle, who's an absolutely desperate team at this point, you wonder with their bye coming up, uh, that being for the Cardinals. You know what's what's going to happen? Are they are they really are they going to play Murray next week or give him a, a couple of more weeks to rest? So that uh, that remains to be seen. And I think uh, their game with the Rams tomorrow night, the result of tomorrow night's game, is probably going to play into that decision uh, for Cliff uh, Kingsbury. Definitely makes the uh, loss for the San Francisco 49ers the other week look a lot worse right. <laughs> to the Arizona Cardinals yeah. and Colt McCoy. All right, Vinny, uh, we have, we're going to preface this. This is the most pro duo uh, on the New England Patriots that Veasan has seen. We love the New England Patriots. Well, I love the New England Patriots. Matt Hume is not a man that likes to use the L word for certain things. But the Patriots have been rocking and rolling. They've won four straight. They've covered four straight. They've won five out of six. Uh, what has the market been like in terms of the shift here? Because now we're starting to see sixes pop up at the board. And how have you shifted your power ratings on the Patriots? Well, you got to pay. You got to pay real close attention to the Patriots. This is a typical Belichick situation, right? Where they all they do is get better after you know for that first four or five weeks of the season. And now you got to start taking note of them. I mean, think about it. They almost, they could have very easily have beaten the Cowboys and the Buccaneers in, in those two tough losses, but they rebounded today. We actually wound up, uh, you know, we could have used them today because there was a lot of, of smart money on, uh, uh, you know, particularly professional money on the Browns. Wasn't the biggest decision of the day, uh, but they came out today with a, with a purpose and they absolutely, uh, just dismantled the Browns again. Fair enough, the Browns weren't 100. percent But the Patriots next week six. It's not going to shock, even though they're on the road. Uh, I think they're, I think they're going to get played on Thursday night, and they're going to start. Uh, think about it. It's six. You're going to see uh, teasers start the week, and they're probably going to be on the uh, on the Patriots. But you got to take a a whole different uh, perspective and and add added respect the Patriots right now. I'm not going to say they're the number one seed in the uh, in the AFC, but they're making a case for being one of the top four teams for sure. Yeah, the Patriots, uh, after that overtime loss to the Cowboys, that was a bitter one yep. to take if you bet the Patriots plus three and a half in that game. Uh, the Pats have won and covered four in a row, and right now six-point favorites at Atlanta on Thursday 
night. Vinny, we look ahead to um, the next week in the NFL on this show. Uh, get your quick thoughts on Colts at Bills. And uh, it's six and a half or seven. Where do you think that number, what's the right number in a Colts-Bills game in Buffalo? I think seven is an absolute take. Uh, again, Colts being desperate the way they are. The Bills still trying to figure themselves out. I mean, they, you know, they, yeah, they, they, they dominated the Jets today, but they're the Jets, and you just don't know what you're going to get out of the Jets every week. Uh, but the Bills, until they start, are able to consistently run the ball, uh, then I think they're going to, you know, they're going to be, uh, they're going to, they're going to be tough to figure. But I think if it's six and a half, you're going to see people lay it. It's going to be one of those games where they're laying six and a half, but taking seven. All right, what do we do with uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings, Vinny? Green Bay on the look ahead was a two-point favorite with a total of fifty and a half. Uh, after a win today over the Seattle Seahawks, still about two and a half with a total of 49 and a half. And how about this statistic? Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, this was about up on Twitter. The Vikings, only NFL team to lead by seven or more points in every single game this year, and yet they're still floating around that 500 mark. Yep, an absolute must win for the Vikings, right, guys? Let's face it. Uh, Packers, and I'm not going to say, look, uh, you know, they got a little leeway here. Uh, but do teams look at they? They're fully aware of the standings. They're not. I'm not going to say that they're not going to. You're going to let up by any means. But here's a game too, just like the last game with another key number and the most key number, which is three. The game is going to probably get laid to three, and once it's a three, you're going to see pros jump in and grab the Vikings at home plus the key number of three here. But uh, it'll be a it'll be a very uh, highly bet game. The last game on the rotation next week in the ten o'clock slot here on the West Coast. All right, if Chad Henney is in a quarterback for the Chiefs, that's either really good news or really bad news <laughs> for the Chiefs. In this case, really good news. They close it out 41-14. to Chiefs are back. Embarrassed the Raiders tonight in Vegas. So what do we make of uh, the Raiders in their second straight home game here, Vinny? Uh, it looked like right now a pick against the Bengals. And um, that game is next Sunday afternoon in Vegas. Do the Raiders bounce back? Do the Raiders close as favorites? How do you think this – which way does this line go? That's a great question, man. I mean, it is a pick them here. I don't, you know, you can't make the Bengals uh, the, the favorite here. Uh, you know what? It may just be a situation where listen, you, you, you hang pick them and let the public decide. Raiders have to figure some things out. A lot of distractions here. Chiefs came in and made a statement tonight. And I got to be honest with you. Um, the Raiders just with, with the injuries and all the distractions here. It's a game that they're going to salvage our season mm-hmm. uh, and, and make you know make a run at the division and make it a, a playoff. Remember, we talked about it going into the end of the season. It's conceivable that there could be three teams out of this division going to the playoffs. But right now, you know, as as unpredictable as this league is, you might only get one. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a, a pick 'em, and uh, maybe even the Raiders one, and let the uh, let the betters decide. But uh, you, I don't think we're going to see the Bengals open up his favorites in uh, too many spots, even after tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. Vinny Maiulo with us. All right. the uh, I think that game, Bengals-Raiders, that's going to be one where the Raiders either either win it and start to make a run at the AFC West or they lose and they unravel. Yeah. And uh, they look like they might be starting to unravel. We'll see. Uh, Vinny, and now the Chiefs go home, and they open as two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cowboys. Does that number get to three? Do you think the betting public's going to really get back on board with the Chiefs now? Yeah, I hate to say it sounds like a broken record here, Matt and uh, JVT, but yeah, this is going to be a situation. After tonight, it's going to be an adjustment up for the Chiefs. I know the early uh, number was probably two. Uh, it's probably going to be two and a, maybe even three, and then say, okay, folks, what do you decide here? You know, and if it's three, uh, it, it may be a wait and see approach, or may, you know, maybe some folks will lay it based on today. I mean, the Cowboys obviously rebounded today as well, 
So this is going to be a, a terrific game. It'll be the one of the highest bet games. It's not the highest bet game on the board next week going into the Sunday night game between the Steelers and Chargers. I mean, it's it's just positioned it, uh, to be that heavily bet, and everything will be going to it. And even if people don't like a side, they'll they'll parlay it, they'll tease it, and everything. And it'll it'll be in everybody's multi leg bets. Uh, but I think you're going to make it see an adjustment here, right? It's what's fresh in everybody's mind. What's fresh in everybody's mind? Yeah, the Cowboys won today, but the Chiefs absolutely demolished the Raiders on the road. So you're probably going to see a tough pick in this one here, two and a half or three. Got about five games on the board next week, hovering around that two, two and a half mark, maybe three. So if you want to get the best number, South Point, they don't alter the juice on those two and a half and those threes. Vinny, good to talk to you, sir. Thank you. Well done, boys. Enjoy the evening. Enjoy the week. We will. All right, we'll come back. We continue to roll through the opening lines. Next week looks like quite the doozy. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com. Check out those uh, current betting splits. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check it out today. Betting splits for every game, every sport, every side, every total. vsin.com. All right, Matt Human. So I gave you that statistic. We were talking about the Vikings, right? Vikings, only team in the National Football League to hold a lead of seven or more points in every single game this year. And yet they're only four and five. I've got another stat for you here. This week is the first week of the 2021 NFL season. Mm-hmm. That every active circus survivor entry got their pick in. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Everybody beat the deadline this week. Oh my gosh! What? How about that? That's it's only like what twenty bucks to enter. So you know, I can understand this in a week or thousand dollars to enter. No, okay. Uh, I saw Circus Sports tweet out. For those asking, uh, I have no idea why anyone would ask this, but in the Circus Survivor contest, uh, you must select a team that actually wins in order to advance to the next week. All other entries are eliminated. A tie is not a win. Uh, it's, it amazes me that people might think, hey, I advanced because uh, the Steelers tied. No. Your team's got to win. That's common sense. It uh, was They say no question's a dumb question. That's a dumb That one. is a dumb question. And it was a bloodbath at the top of the survivor board this week. The Steelers with 248 selections, 36.2%. Uh, of the surviving pool, Ravens, 187 selections, 27.3% of the surviving pool, both lose outright. Or, well, the Steelers don't lose outright, but they don't win. So that, the top two selections, knock out over 50% of the current pool. How about the uh, Cardinals with 40 selections losing outright today mm-hmm. to the Carolina Panthers? The Buccaneers with 31 losing outright to the Washington football yeah. team. It was um, it was quite the week for the Circus Survivor. Yeah, if you're still alive, congratulations. I think uh, 95% of the pool's been knocked out. We're down to the final uh, elite 5% here in the Circus Survivor Contest, so it gets really interesting from this point forward. Uh, by the way, just to recap, final, Chiefs 41, Raiders 14. Jimmy Vaccaro at the South Point tweeted a ticket today. Raiders plus three for $50,000. Kiss that one goodbye. Yeah. I mean, at least they got a good number. Got a good number. <laughs> you not, can take it to your grave. Cash ticket. Take it to the grave. Uh, all right, so let's continue rolling through some of the bigger contests for the National Football League's upcoming week. Like we mentioned with Vinny Maiulo, it looks like there's about five games with a uh, spread that's going to be hovering around a field goal. So mm-hmm. this is the figures to be a tightly contested week in the NFL. So let's go with uh, – I, I want to go here because this is a pretty fascinating game. We talked about it a little bit with Vinny, but I want to get your thoughts from the matchup perspective. So what about those Minnesota Vikings? 
They go on the road today. And actually, one of the things that you and I talked about that we thought was going to be a pretty big factor, they didn't even run the ball that well. Yeah. As a team, was at 3.2 yards per carry. Dalvin Cook gets 3.9. But Kirk Cousins has a really good day through the year. They pick apart the Chargers secondary. Uh, we'll get to the Chargers because the Chargers all of a sudden now in a tailspin. Yeah. Justin Herbert hasn't been playing that well. The defense isn't that great. But now, like, this is – they're pulling me back in, man. Like, this is a Vikings team that was on this week. They have a really good performance against the Chargers. Now they're coming back home against Green Bay, catching maybe a field goal. Like, do I want to go back into these these murky waters with the Minnesota Vikings? They are a statistical wonder. They they are great in every statistical category, but the results aren't there. Well, a couple of weeks ago when the Vikings blew that Sunday night game to the Cowboys, I said, I'm done. I'm out on the Vikings. I'm out on Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. But then they went to the and, Los uh, I saw Willie McGinnis yeah. basically say the same thing the next day on the NFL Network, and he was ticked about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and their inability to close games. I think the Vikings going into this week had lost four games decided by four points or fewer. Yep. And um, I decided to get back in. I was out on the Vikings. I got back in this week. That was one of my best bets this week. Vikings at the Chargers. Part of the reason was that I never t- trust the Chargers when they're in the home favorites role. And for all the praise that Brandon Staley has received this season, he's done some good things. Chargers are a 500 team yep. right now. And um, I'd say they're on the outside looking in when you forecast the AFC playoff picture at this point. So the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos, all those teams under the Chiefs and the AFC West got some problems. I still say under the Chiefs because until somebody knocks them off, they're the favorites to win that division. And tonight they embarrassed the Raiders here in Vegas. But um, the Vikings in a home dog role against the Packers, no. I'm not going to get back. I'm not going to no. do it two weeks in a row. It's – First of all, it's Aaron Rodgers who um, will make the plays in the fourth quarter when the, when the Packers need a quarterback to come up with a big play to win the game, and I just don't trust Kirk Cousins to do it. Now, Cousins played well today, and the Vikings um, had everything rolling, but they just don't put those types of performance together back-to-back. And when you handicap and bet the NFL, uh, the worst thing you can do is think – is react to what you saw the previous week. Yep. That's why there were so many people, I think, uh, this week. You and I were dumbfounded. Why do so many people like the Browns against the Patriots? You and I love the Patriots in that game. Well, you know why they like the Browns? Because they went to Cincinnati and blew yep. out the Bengals. Everybody just watched that. I also saw Kinda a bit of analysis. forget about what you just saw the previous week. I also saw huh? a bit of analysis that, says, uh, that said Mac Jones was uh, – just barely doing or doing the bare minimum, which was, uh, I think, uh, and I was an uh, observation of somebody who had not watched the New England Patriots over the course of the last three weeks. But, uh, look, I agree with you. And you know the thing that's irritating about the Vikings because what has held them back is their own decisions, right? Like, w- this was a co- topic of conversation today. Like, hey, it's pretty incredible what your offense looks like when you <laughs> throw it to Justin Jefferson, right, yeah. over 10 times. Uh-huh. He had 11 targets, had nine receptions, 143 yards today. Right, like this is what we're kind of talking about. What frustrated us so much in that Cowboys matchup, right? Oh man! Uh, out of nowhere, you're playing Cooper Rush, and it's just this insanely tight game plan where you're barely challenging the ball downfield, you're barely calling the plays mm-hmm. in which Kirk Cousins can do it. And when Kirk Cousins was, it was timid. And then you watch today, and he's sitting there stepping up in the pocket. He's throwing ropes downfield. Like, just he just doesn't do that back to back weeks. It, it's it's maddening. So yeah. I would agree. Like I'm tempted to do it. Uh, there's a lot of games on the board, but the Vikings, and we should also know too, Aaron Rodgers today did not look great offensively, looked oh, like no. he was missing a step, also taking a week off in the middle of a season probably does not help anything. You talk about it all the time, right? Bye weeks necessarily don't help teams. How, this was a bye yeah. week for Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right, coming off of that. How so. the Buccaneers look coming off the bye week? <laughs> it did not look great. Six points in the first half today, terrible. Uh, that's why 
I've said this many, many times. The biggest, some of the one of the biggest mistakes handicappers make is assuming a team's going to come firing out of the bye week. I hear it all the time. They're rested off the bye. Blah blah blah. A lot of times, that's a reason to play against the team. Think about JVT when you go on vacation for a week or ten days. Think about your first day back at work after vacation. Oh, it's thin. Everybody Terrible. dreads the first day back at work or the first two days back at work. You think uh, these NFL players, after having a week off and having a buyer, just going to get right back into it? A lot of times, they, they lose their rhythm, and I think that's what happened with the Buccaneers again today. But the Aaron Rodgers was a little bit rusty. Uh, he was not as rusty as Rusty Wilson, the Seahawks quarterback, because yeah. Russell Wilson looked bad today. Rodgers is still 23 for 37. Uh, I, I just trust him a little bit more in this spot. Yes, I think the Vikings play – Vikings are a better team than the record. Uh, the numbers indicate they should be a better team, mm-hmm. but they can't close games. And uh, I think I, I lean to the Packers in this one. All right, let's go to the uh, – let's talk about this uh, – one of the teams coming from the Sunday night game, and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs. So now, of course, the topic of conversation going forward is going to be, are the Chiefs back? Mm-hmm. Now, I think, and you and I have touched on this, there's a very solid case to be made coming into tonight that the Raiders defensively were like paper mache to a certain extent, right? Like there was not a lot propping that up. But we knew that they were taking on some pretty bad offensive lines, some relatively yeah. poor offenses, building up a, statis- a statistical profile that wasn't going to maintain itself. So now you get today where they can't cover Travis Kelsey. The Kansas City Chiefs look pretty comfortable. They drop 40 points, and now all of a sudden this is the topic of conversation. So now you get to play host to the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, you talk about right these little ble- these uh, blurbs that pop up in the middle of the season. They look awful against the Broncos. They destroyed <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, they today. did. Absolute, just <laughs> demolishing. Um, man, whoever may be built, I don't know, like an analytical like segment around the Atlanta Falcons and how much better they've been offensively over the last few weeks, that clown. But regardless, though, two and a half to look ahead with a total of 52. It's probably going to be two and a half. I would say probably three by the time we get to kickoff next Sunday. But what do you make of Kansas City after this, and what do you do with the Cowboys? Well, that Falcons-Cowboys game, first of all, 36-3 at half, kind of looked like a Rutgers-Ohio State game. Did. And uh, it was no contest. You don't see that too often. In the NFL, I think the Chiefs, like I've said last week, at some point, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes are going to figure this thing out and make some adjustments. It's alarming how slow they have been to make these adjustments. Uh, but today, Travis Kelsey was a weapon they utilized, and uh, the Raiders still, for the past three or four years, have had no idea how to defend Travis Kelsey, and they couldn't do it again tonight. Uh, so I, I would say I lean with what Vinny said here. If this number gets to three, for me, it's a take with the Cowboys. If you like the Chiefs, go ahead and lay the early number at two and a half because I do think the betting public is going to start to believe in the Chiefs again. First of all, when you get paid off on a team, you continue to back that team. Yep. You're, you're going to be loyal to that team, and a lot of betters got paid off on the Chiefs tonight. Well, they're 4-16-1 against the spread in their last 21 games, but most people don't care about that anymore because they covered tonight, mm-hmm. and they did it convincingly, and they embarrassed the Raiders here in Vegas 41-14. to So... Uh, I would say two and a half is the right number here, but you'll probably see a three pop up during the week, and at three, I would look to take the Cowboys. Yeah, and I would say, too, with this Chiefs defense, keep in mind, you know, the Raiders at one point when they were still in it were averaging seven over seven yards uh-huh. per play, ended up with about an average of six yards per play, and you still saw those cracks, right? The Deshaun Jackson, we don't know what Deshaun Jackson was doing, but still got behind the defense, <laughs> still big plays there for the Las Vegas Raiders, scored a touchdown on a big play, so not everything fixed with the Kansas City Chiefs defense, too. So You know, one thing to note here, too, tonight the total closed 54 at circuit, just slipped over that number, 55 total points. This Cowboys-Chiefs game could be a shootout type of game. It's uh, next Sunday afternoon in KC, the total. 
53 and a half. I think that total is going to go up 54 and a half, 55. Let's talk about the loser on Sunday night. Raiders get a big home game against the Cincinnati Bengals next week. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Hey, make sure to check out the new prop tracker available on VEASAN.com. Keep up with key NFL props. Track the odds for MVP, head coach of the year, I would assume, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, matchup data for every game now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. All right. We teased it. Let's talk about it. Las Vegas Raiders, Matt Humans. We've seen this before in the past. Now they are on thin ice. Two consecutive losses, a 2-4 and four record in their last six games after a 3-0 and oh start. Mm-hmm. Now you get one more home game to right the ship before you got to go to Dallas in a really tough spot against the Cowboys, against the Cincinnati Bengals. So the look ahead for this was pick with a total of 48.5. I tend to believe, because we don't have anything up on the board right now, at least on my screen, I tend to think that the Bengals will go off as a slight favorite here next week. Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, the last time we saw the Bengals, they were getting blown out at home by the Browns. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how much betting support there's going to be for Cincinnati. Um, could could be that this game goes off as a pick. You don't have many yep. of those over the course of an NFL season that actually close pick them. Right. Uh, this might be one. I don't think the betters are going to be running to the window to uh, play the Raiders this week, not after they got crushed uh, tonight by the Chiefs, 41-14. to So... I guess uh, the right thing to do if you're a bookmaker, you throw this up, pick them, you see which way the sharp money uh, takes you, and uh, maybe you have sharp money on both sides. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you don't have much sharp money at all, and it's a public game. But uh, I don't disagree with pick them being the opener here in Cincinnati, Las Vegas. Yeah, and the real question, too, is is from this team's standpoint defensively, what we saw today I think was a little bit closer to the Raiders that we were expecting for a good chunk of the season, right? Chiefs today go 9 of 15 on third down, 3 of 3 perfect on fourth down, 6.8 yards per play, 422 yards. Uh, they, I think, uh, no, they're not perfect. They go 3 of 4 on their red zone possessions. Like, this is, I think, the danger, too, for the Raiders coming into this matchup with Cincinnati. There's definitely a, a universe in which Joe Burrow comes in and just absolutely picks apart this secondary. Uh, certainly possible. Uh, you could also have a high-scoring game where the Bengals' defense is kind of yeah. – you know, early in the season, we said, are the Bengals for real? Are the Raiders for real? We sat here two or three weeks ago, and the top two teams in the AFC playoff picture were one Cincinnati and two Las Vegas. Right. And these teams have managed to uh, kind of fall apart since. Bengals lost to the Jets and the Browns. Raiders have lost to the Giants and the Chiefs. And um, nobody expected the Bengals and the, the Raiders to be the top two teams in the AFC playoffs. Uh, when the smoke cleared after week 18 anyway. But uh, these teams looked really bad the last couple of weeks. So uh, pick them is uh, cool with me. By the way, the Bengals come out of the bye week. And uh, like I said, entering this week, teams out of a bye were 3-9 and nine against the spread. Yep. Uh, so the bye not necessarily a good thing if you're capping the uh, Bengals here either. All right, headline here. Kyler Murray is, quote, making good progress, has a chance to start next week at the Seahawks. That's from Pro Football Talk and Mark Florio. So we see this look ahead, Seattle 2, with a total of 50 and a half. Uh, we will see, obviously, an adjustment once Kyler Murray is officially announced that he is going to play. And, in fact, some spots uh, are now Arizona 2 with a total of 50 or 2 and a half, 50 and a half, where we're sitting at right now. So Kyler Murray, it looks like market is at least expecting him to play next weekend against the Seahawks. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised. I would actually expect Kyler to be back out there for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Uh, how bad was Rusty Wilson today oh, for boy. the Seahawks? 20 for 40, 160 yards, two picks. And actually, a lot of those yards were piled up in garbage time at the end when the Seahawks were trying to avoid a shutout, and they couldn't do it. Uh, you got to get some sort of running game developed. Seahawks don't have that right now. Uh, the Cardinals, I think, 
uh, will go off as, I'm going to say, two-and-a-half or three-point favorites at Seattle in this game. How about this stat? With Kyler Murray back. Russell Wilson went 0 for 7 with an interception on deep passes. Most deep attempts for Wilson without a completion in the next-gen stats era. This is according to NFL. And 2 of 15 for 34 yards, two interceptions on passes of 10-plus air yards. Second game for Wilson with no touchdowns, multiple interceptions on such passes since 2016. Yeah, the Seahawks, by the way, were minus two on the look ahead, right? Yep. So yeah, so this is a four-point flip. Yeah, that favorite's flipped, and uh, I don't disagree with that. I would expect Kyler Murray to start, and uh, uh, Seahawks, you, you just don't like what you see right now with that team on either side of the football, really. The defense looked okay today, but I thought that was more a product of Aaron Rodgers just not being that sharp, too. Yeah, well, and I think it's funny. So we're talking about this from the Seahawks' standpoint and whether or not Kyler Murray's going to come back. I mean – one of these two defenses gave up 341 yards and 4.9 yards per play to the Carolina Panthers today. And the yards per play metric's not that really that good. Mm-hmm. But the Panthers, who had looked abhorrent offensively for, what, five weeks straight, all of a sudden yeah, Cam but, Newton comes yeah, in. Yeah, two today touchdowns. it's P.J. Walker and Cam Newton. Right, yeah. And Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Don't so, forget that. McCaffrey made a big difference in that offense today. Yeah, he did. And he did, for him today, 13 carries, 95 yards, 7.3 per attempt, and also had 10 receptions for 66 yards. That's mm-hmm. a pretty big difference. But this is – for me, it's interesting when we look at Arizona from that standpoint defensively. All right, it's Russell Wilson's first game back off of the finger injury. Okay, You have to go on the road to play in Lambeau. It's all cold and everything. Robots don't really operate very well in the cold. <laughs> so now you get to come back home in a much more favorable situation. In a under, by the way, in a role which we haven't seen Russell Wilson in very often, I think, if ever in his career, right, as a home underdog? Right. How often does that happen for Not Russell Wilson? Not too often. Wilson? Maybe the Seahawks want to go back to Geno Smith. They were 3-0 and against the spread <laughs> with Geno at quarterback. Yep. All right, so that look ahead there, again, as you mentioned, that's the biggest flip we've seen in terms of an adjustment. Seattle minus two with a total of 50.5 on the look ahead. Arizona Cardinals, two, two and a half with a total of 50 or 50.5. Let's go to the Sunday night game. We're going through some of the bigger contests, and we'll get through the entire card in the next hour, but Pittsburgh Steelers on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers. Look ahead here was Chargers minus three with a total of 48.5. Now three and a half and fours are out there with a total of 47.5, and, and I got to tell you, uh, the betting market, I kind of – I see the path in which it is going down, bumping this up a point. Mm-hmm. Just don't know if it's worth going down that path, right? Because the Chargers are in pretty bad spot right now. Defensively, they're not yeah. a good team. And Justin Herbert has regressed a little bit here, man. He has not looked the same as he did at the beginning of the year or last year. And again today, 20 of 34, only a buck 95, 5.7 per pass, one touchdown, one interception. Yeah, I'm not really sure why either because uh, the Chargers just have been underachieving, especially uh, Justin Herbert has regressed, like you said, and uh, it's been pretty obvious. Uh, It looked like the Chargers had a chance to be one of those elite teams, and uh, they've taken a step back. Two years ago, I think it was, might have been three years ago, the Steelers were underdogs. They went to L.A., and they had Devlin Duck Hodges starting a quarterback, and they beat the Chargers straight up. I think it was a Sunday night game too, wasn't it? It It was. And this is kind of the same situation where you got Big Ben limping in, uh, assuming he's going to be back next week. You would think he was. That Steelers offense is really, really struggling. Doesn't matter who's a quarterback. And uh, you would think the Chargers should be able to pick up a win here. Not so fast. Uh, I'm not going to be laying more than a field goal with the Chargers, who, like I said, are now since 2014, 16 and 28 against the spread as home favorites. Yep. Uh, this is worth noting in. Uh, this was aggregated by Pro Football Talk as well. But Jay Glazer of Fox Sports earlier today uh, suggested that Roethlisberger likely won't play oh, is in, that right? in Week 11. So, And that's a tough turnaround, as we know, right, in terms of when you have to be, um, excuse me, from when you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, the timeline. 
Glazer did say that Roethlisberger is vaccinated, so that would mean again. That's why I assumed he would be back. Right, a pair of negative tests at least 24 hours apart before next Sunday, but there's at least one NFL insider that suggested earlier today maybe he wouldn't be available. So unless he knows something more about the symptoms he's feeling, whatever okay. it is, but I'm with you. Like I would. Why think, would he not be back? Right, I'm he's with vaccinated. You. If I'm with you, so I would assume okay. that's going to be the case. But regardless, the Steelers didn't look very good today. Period. And I think so. Like I'll ask you this. What's the difference between Mason Rudolph and Ben Roethlisberger at this point right now? Like, how much different is that game today if Ben Roethlisberger plays? Uh, I don't know. It's, you know what it's, I mean? It's impossible to say, but yeah. I, I can't stand watching Mason Rudolph play. So <laughs> maybe Big Ben uses his savvy to find a way to get get an extra field goal to win that game yeah. for the Steelers today. How about the Lions? You got you got a perfect opportunity to pick up your first win. You're zero and eight, and you miss an extra point. Can you find well, a kicker? Huh? I know. I'm with you. I think it's the little put- things that matter. Little things make a big difference in the NFL. You're throwing a kicker out there who looks like he couldn't win a job for a high school team. Mm-hmm. Well, where do they find this guy? Well, apparently he was, uh, uh, according to one report, he had been a, a punter, like with his college team, okay. and then they had to bring yeah. him on here, yeah. and uh, it had been a nightmare for him. But And then apparently, I think on the kick, that his foot hit the ground as he was going to kick the ball. Uh-huh. Yeah, he like, chunked it, kind of like a bad golf shot, like yeah. me. Like, a, like a bad golfer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, when you're bad, you're bad. And here's the thing, too, and this is interesting from the Lions' standpoint is, right, there was that prop that you and I were talking about throughout the week, the which week will they get their first win mm-hmm. prop. Yep. There's That's still up and available yes. now, right? You just got to adjust that. But that 40-30-1 that to 1 for the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers could be the one seed and take it on this Lions team week 18. Uh, that easily, that definitely could be the case. All right, let's move on to the Monday night game. We yeah. got one minute left. All right, like this one, Tampa Bay. Look ahead 12 and a half with a total of 51 Taking on the New York Giants. Man, we just get a lot of Giants in prime time in these spots, huh? People really want it. Down to 11.5 for the total of 50.5. The Buccaneers and Tom Brady, 0-5 ATS as road favorites Mm -hmm. this season. And uh, they are off losses to the Saints and Washington football team. And those teams, uh, obviously, playing backup quarterbacks. So, I don't... Uh, this has got to be a get-right game for the Buccaneers, you would think. Uh, but I, I don't like the way they're playing right now. I'm not going to lay a big number with the Bucs. Uh, I would agree with that. This is a team that has struggled immensely uh, in their big in their role as a favorite this year. And the market loves them, though, man, for some reason. All right, we'll I come back. I kind of feel like Tom Brady's not going to get his groove back until he gets Gronk and Antonio uh-huh. Brown back in that offense. He's struggling right now. Full slate when we come back here on the opening lines. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.